Hello, this is Will Hardy with Man Talk Radio. We are all about breaking down the walls of race and denomination. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few minutes. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. and We are in our post-Thanksgiving After Hours show. So it's the first one after Thanksgiving, for what it's worth. (laughs) No, we're actually a post-boot camp after hours, which is uh, a big deal as well. Yeah, sort of a poster child. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit like we all have a little turkey lag going on. We have right a, we, we have, yeah, boot camp is amazing, but for the next few days, you know, up to a week, I'm kind of tired. We're tripping on trip to fan, man. <laughs> we are, we had some turkey. Yeah. Hey, man. You tripping on crypto fan? <laughs> yeah, I've been having a good time. Well, we, are, we are we thank- right? yeah. no, we are we We were very thankful for a great boot camp, though. Yes, yeah, we, we were. were. And for the turkey or, and the coffee. We are. Yeah. Not were, but just yeah, so are. We've been talking about the boot camp. We've been playing our, our favorite clips from the boot camp, and we're going to ask some questions about around the, the boot camp from this last time. And uh, if you don't know what a boot camp is, you probably haven't been listening to us, so... Uh, you can go back and listen to some past shows. Go to any of your the podcast outlets. You know that they have any podcast. I think we're on pretty much all of them uh, for Masculine Journey, and so you can pick it up there. Obviously, you picked this one up at one of them, so go back and listen to some of the old shows. And, and the boot camp coming up next is coming up March thirty first through April third, twenty twenty two. So I know you probably don't have plans now. So men, you know, we, we, men crack me up. I, you know, I love the boot camps, the men's boot camps that we have, but. Invariably, we'll be setting at one number, and it almost doubles within the last week. Always, it, yeah. It, every time, as much as we we promote far enough ahead, and, and all sometimes that, triples. It does. It does. So mark it in your calendar now. I still don't know what I'm doing that week. You don't. Yeah, no. But you have I mean, a boot camp. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll you be do. sure and if, sign up for that you, the week before. <laughs> if you put it in your calendar, you'll know right now that's coming up, right? Okay. So back to our favorite uh, clips. From, from this last uh, boot camp, and, and I'll go next. And, and this is from Rodney's talk, actually, and we've used the clip before on the show, but it always uh, makes me laugh, and it brings some really uh, things to the forefront of my mind that I need to be reminded of pretty constantly. And so we're going to pick this up, and it's a, it's a husband and wife, and she's beginning to talk about just all this pressure and stress that she's feeling, and then he tries to step in and help her with that. And so we're going to listen to it and come back. I just think it's helpful because you can see it when you watch oh, yeah. the clip to actually know that there's a big nail sticking uh, out of her forehead. A physical nail sticking yeah. out of her head. Not and, and so, you know, it's pretty obvious, you know, what what the situation is because there's a nail in her head. Yeah. So we're going to pick it up and, and go from there. It's just there's all this pressure, you know. And sometimes it feels like it's right up on me. And I can just feel it, like literally feel it in my head. And it's relentless. And I don't know if it's going to stop. I mean, that's the thing that scares me the most is that I don't know if it's ever going to stop. 
Yeah. Well, you do have a nail in your head. It is not about the nail. Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there. Stop would... trying to fix it. No, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing. You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. No, see, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail See, you're out. not even listening now. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. It's just, sometimes it's like, there's this achy, I don't know what it is. And I'm not sleeping very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. Yeah, I, that sounds really hard. It is. Thank you. Ow! Oh, come on, Ow. if you would just- Don't! <laughs> Try to see things my way Do I have to keep on talking should have probably set it up at the end. They try to kiss, and so they hit heads, and she he hits the nail, and then just starts it all off again. And so, um, Harold, I want to get your thoughts on this because you were laughing through that whole clip. So obviously there was something that was striking a chord with you. Oh, I've watched that video several times and showed it to other people, and it just always is so funny to me because it's so typical. Women want you to listen, mm-hmm. and we want to fix the problem. We couldn't care less about. It. <laughs> The listening part. Have you shown uh, it to your bride? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, You're a brave man. <laughs> she tolerates a lot out of me. Yeah, for me, this clip is always so good to remind me that I'm never going to fully understand a woman's heart because I'm, I'm not a woman, right? I don't even know I'm going to fully understand my heart, you know, as a man, right? Let alone trying to uh, another... It's not a race, another species or whatever it is. You know, whatever that is, you know, the other. Gender. Gender, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, okay, you guys got the. He took that species hook, line, and singer. (laughs) No, well, I was thinking it, and I saw you mouth it, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. But no, you get it. I kind of think I'm going to figure this thing out, and then I realize, and what I love about this part in the, in the talk, and Rodney did a great job of, of talking through this, is, you know, we are both uh, men and women made in God's image, right? We're equally made in his image, but we're just made differently in his image. You know, and so what women bear in his image, and again, as a generality, is, you know, tenderness, uh, thoughtfulness, you know, all these things that men don't tend to be. You know, they tend to do it more often. We do it very less often, Right. You know, and men have their strengths. And, and so it reminds me of a couple things. It reminds me of, it's okay that I'm not going to figure this all out, right? I just got to walk with God through it because he's the only one that's going to help me understand, right? Because obviously I'm not going to get there on my own. And so he, he understands both men and women quite well, right? And the other part is, is, you know, that's a reflection of God, and I got to appreciate that. As much as it can frustrate me sometimes, right, because I do just want to solve it. Harold, I just want to say, well, if you just do this, it's done. Boom, we're gone. Let's watch a movie. You know, but no, it's it's more to it than that. I can remember the specific conversation between Michelle and myself, and she looks at me and goes, I do not want you to fix it. I just want you to listen. And I'm thinking, what good is that? Yeah. <laughs> just perplexed. Yeah, I want one of those little chest timers when it's time to listen. I can just go, done, 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 you know, like that. But. No, it, it, and I get it. I understand it. People want to be listened to and don't want to be solved. And, 
And I understand that in my own life. There's times I just want to be listened to. Not necessarily solve, but just get something off my chest. Right? But that's more so in the relational nature of their heart that that's, that's vital to them. Now, I'm going to start with all generalizations are wrong, including this one. But men have that, as a rule, have that tendency to want to fix things. I mm-hmm. mean, that's what makes this funny. And women are looking for a connection emotionally. But I think God was very, I mean, I know God did it on purpose, but think about if you were able to fix your wife and get her the way you think she's supposed to be, you'd then go on to the next project. Yeah, I'm never going to figure out my wife. We've been together for a long time, closing in on the big 50. What's that like, Harold? Uh, but it, it really is a matter of, you know, there every day is a new challenge, and that's good. It's not a problem. But, yeah, having that uh, feeling as opposed to fixing can go a long way in keeping things happy in the home. Yeah, I know that John Eldridge writes, you know, about how he designs women and men differently so they can round off the rough edges. But you think after 50 years, there couldn't be any rough edges left. <laughs> you think it'd be like pretty much like a river stone at that point. The thing that, again, what I find more than beautiful is we have the opportunity to take what we learn through the scriptures and through John Eldridge and all that stuff and and when you have to do the talk, you finally learn the material. Like you've seen the the talk, I don't know how many times if you've been to a lot of boot camps, but we get an opportunity to really focus when we do it. And the thing I learned about the talk that Rodney did, which is called the beauty talk, is we talk about the rescue the beauty all the time. And this is the thing that just resonates in my heart when I think about that, is it says you are to be right tender with her brokenness in this case, the nail, right? But you're supposed to be fierce towards her enemies. And and that what a cool thing to understand as a husband is like when, and, and often, unfortunately, the kids are the enemy, right? I, like last night, I can remember one of my kids was struggling over when we were gonna go do the Christmas tree and this big, huge thing broke out. What? My wife's expectation was is that Robbie to the rescue, right? Because I'm supposed to be fierce towards her enemies and tender towards her brokenness. And so what a cool thing, you know, from my standpoint is to see, isn't that exactly what Jesus is? Isn't that how he loves the church? Is he's, you know, fierce towards my enemies and, and tender towards all the shenanigans. <laughs> we decided at boot camp, shenanigans is a Hebrew word, Keith, in case you wondered. <laughs> yeah, the challenge becomes, like even in your story there, Robbie, you've got, you've got a couple beauties there. Because what I was going to say is understanding this message, you know, I'm not currently dating anyone or anything like that, but it helps me understand my relationship with my daughters better, you right. know, that they want to be listened to. Right, and, and when I can keep that in the right context, I can really help their hearts a lot just by being there to listen and letting them sound off. And even a mother-in-law or next mother-in-law, as the case might be, an aunt. Yeah. You know, it's 
It's really neat to, to see that. And again, we didn't show the clip, but, you know, the Jean Valjean um, from the movie Le Miserables. <laughs> I just thought I'd say it for you, Andy. Or did Danny, Danny. Le, yeah. Le Miz something. Yeah, Le, Le Miserable. And <laughs> but anyway, you know, there's there's this scene in the, what's his name? Vincent, what's, I can't think of his name that, that plays in that, because there are three or four different Le Miserables. You mean like Javert? The Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, oh, right, him. Oh, yeah. Right. He goes from this convict who's accepted this label, right, which we talk about in the poster, that we accept this label, has made this agreement that this is who he is, to becoming this new creation, you know. And then once he's got his whole heart back, he's able to speak in to uh, the, uh, what's her name? Um, yeah. Fantina. Yeah, Fantine's, you know. Fantine's. Where, where she obviously... You've it's done the really talk, right? it. Yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to do it next boot camp so you learn it some more. Anyway. <laughs> it's a beautiful example of a guy who steps up, protects her like crazy, and then she kind of comes on to him. Yeah. But yet, yeah. instead, he, he, he offers a genuine strength to her and is tender towards her brokenness. So. Yeah. I will say the clips that we use for boot camp are so much better than the movie. <laughs> we picked the best parts, that's for sure. Uh, Danny, you have a clip, right? You're going to actually kick us off into the next season. Into so the speak. Christmas season, yes. Yeah. Clip is from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and it's where they arrive at the Island of Misfit Toys. And you see some interesting characters, and at boot camp you see some interesting characters. and so Usually in the mirror. Usually in the mirror, yes. Either that or... Well, <laughs> we'll go ahead and play the clip. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. It's going to go downhill quick. We'll go ahead and play this. Jack. No, Charlie. That's why I'm a misfit. My name is all wrong. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box, so I'm here. Where's here? We on the island. Scooter for Jimmy, honey for Sue, the kind that will even say, How do you do? When Chris is here, the most wonderful day of the year. How would you like to be a spotted elephant? Or a choo choo with wheels on your caboose? Or a water pistol that shoots jelly? We're all misfits. How would you like to be a bird that doesn't fly? I swim. Or a cowboy who rides an ostrich. Or a boat that can afloat. We're all misfits. If we're on the island of wanted toys, we'll miss all the fun with the girls and the boys. When Chris is here, the most wonderful, 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 wonderful day of the year. 
Maybe we should stay here for a while. Well, you'd have to get permission from King Moonraiser. Back I'm, to you, King Moonraiser. I'm not sure who King Moonraiser is, but um, you know, in Psalms 133, it talks about the brethren dwelling together in unity, and that's where the anointing falls. And it is always interesting how God puts people together that are you normally wouldn't hang out with them. Yeah. And the the different personalities, but to to see the camaraderie and see this conversation happening and that conversation happening. And we were even talking about, you know, two people that travel together and they were just different as day and night. So mm -hmm. it's just interesting. I want to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> That's Hermie. Hermie from the, uh, yeah, it's not very good with Hermie. But still, I'll practice it between now and Christmas. I got time. Uh, so, Robbie, you had a question for the group, did you not, that you wanted to ask? I know it's been burning. you just been, I can't wait to get to it. I know. I'm shooting it right at Wayne. Wayne, what was your favorite memory of boot camp? Uh, well, I'm a little biased, right? Um, you know, but, but I think mine was definitely uh, Wayne's wildfire. Um, and not so much for, I mean, this year's, we talked about it, this year's was uh, one of the wildest fires we've ever had. Um, but honestly, the, the best parts of that fire are always uh, the men who stick around after everyone leaves. There's um, almost inevitably always two or three guys that stick around who, you know, God wants to speak into their lives, and, and a few men stay back, um, and we get into these conversations, and it opens them up even more to hear from God the rest of the week. Um, you know, it... It just amazes me how God does that all through the week through with all of us, you know, and other men, you know, you, you talked a minute ago about how some men, you know, gathered around it that aren't even part of the boot camp and start talking with one another and ministering to one another. You know, and, and God just always does that. He always aligns the right people at the right time to, to, to heal some wounds that, that we don't even realize we're there to get healed. So, yeah, if you would, um, the first night when you see everybody coming in, uh, Danny, you couldn't have described, described it more accurately, the Island of Misfit Toys. You know, I mean, you just have every walk of life, you know, coming in, you know, um, every financial group right, is represented. Uh, just all the demographics are, are pretty well represented in one way or another. And yet God has a, a, a plan for that particular group. You know, it's always the exact right people that are there at the exact right time. I mean, yeah, I even, uh, you know, towards the end of the camp, as everybody's packing up and leaving, I'm watching guys, again, who aren't even a part of the ministry, taking pictures together and trading information, you know, contact information. So it, it it's really fun to watch. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to say, Danny? Not at the moment. Well, what's your favorite part about boot camp? I think mine would have been the listening prayer. Just simply because it, it stretched me in a way that I didn't believe. But to watch the – it was almost like guys you didn't think were going to say anything or have any part of it engage and then realize that God is listening and he is speaking and, and just the interchange that we had in our own group that was just – and then to hear the stories from another group, mm -hmm. how different it was, but yet it was the same. Yeah, um, Robbie, do you mind explaining what listening prayer is? You know, uh, we don't do it every boot camp. We do it at, at the ones God feels like we feel like God's telling us to. Yeah, it feels really awkward. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and very risky when you sit to do it. But you, we broke up in teams of about seven, 
with each group having one or two members of the team there. And then we say, okay, guys, there's no preaching allowed. <laughs> we set some guidelines and say, we're, we're going to start out. We're just going to ask God for a name. And we're going to, if you hear a name, that's all you're going to say is I hear Bill or I hear Jerry or whatever name you hear. And, and we wait till we get confirmation on who God wants to speak into generally is the way, but you know, it was kind of neat, the stories that came out of this. And then after we've got some confirmation on who God wants to speak to, then we all just simply listen for what God wants to speak to that person. And, you know, that's the setup, but oh my goodness, where God takes that, um, we've never not done it and not gotten blown away, but, you know, sometimes we risk it and sometimes we don't. Well, and I think we do it when we're, we feel like we're called to do it. We're trying to, trying to listen. You know, there's parts of boot camp that is pretty structured. You know, you do it at every boot camp. And then there's a free-flowing element where we say, okay, God, what else do you want? What's unique mm-hmm. for this camp that you want? And just as we randomly split up, we, we, te- we paired off in teams, and that part wasn't random. But when we, you know, you were up there and you said, just count off around the room. Right, I didn't know mm-hmm. if you were going to start on the right or the left, in the middle, whatever, and they counted off one to four, and we split into groups. And so, you know, God knew who was going into each group, and they all were in the right group. You know, as we heard back of, uh, and they were all completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, the experience with God, what was consistent about it was God touched hearts and moved people closer to Him. Yeah, I think what was cool too was, you know, sometimes you get some resistance to this because it's it takes us out of our comfort zone. How much more does it take somebody's? other comfort zone that's never done it before but from what i saw in our group you know some people spoke out a little bit more but it seemed like everybody was receptive and understood the idea and like okay yeah god does talk and so many of them did hear from god and during that during you know their own personal time in in covenant of silence but then during the listening prayer as well yeah in our group really cool um that was such a diverse group. Again, mm-hmm. we had one of the guys from the rescue mission was there, and he'd been homeless. And then there was a guy that was in our group that felt called to the homeless, and that was the guy that we ended up mm-hmm. tr- feeling like God wanted to speak to. But as as we started to speak into him, obviously he was, since that was his calling into homeless ministry, then obviously the guy from the rescue mission you know, began to receive that, which caused actually another guy that was from the same church as the other guy. And the next thing I knew, God was speaking into everybody in the group in some really cool ways. And clearly everybody came away from the experience seeing that God was, you, you couldn't have orchestrated that in a million years. Um, the, the way all those answers came and you could see really where, what God had for this group. Yeah, our group, uh, Danny, it was, um, you know, we said, hey, let's listen for a name. And next thing you know, we're hearing everybody's name that's coming out. And I think that, you know, you'd probably echo the, the statement that, you know, God had something to say to everybody in there. He did. Well, thank he, you. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> okay. No, it was, uh, it was interesting because what little bit came Someone said they saw me in a bubble bath, and I thought, where are we going with this? Yeah, it, it, it broke my prayer concentration. I had a It broke time. a lot more than yeah, my prayer concentration yeah. at the time, I, I'm just saying. I had a hard time getting that image out of my mind. I'm still praying over that right now. Yeah, this oddly feels a little like deja vu with the live radio show there, Danny. <laughs> so uh, 
Andy, you have the microphone in front of you. What was your favorite part about uh, boot camp? I'm asking Robbie's question for Robbie. Well, it, it kind of goes back to Danny's clip and just the whole idea of this island of misfit toys. I mean, God doesn't see any of us as being mis, misfit in, you know, in his perspective. It's the way man sees upon the other man's heart. But with that said, you know, we do come from a diverse background. We have a lot of unique brokenness mm-hmm. in us. You know, it talks about, we've talked many times about Isaiah 61, where it talks about he came to set the captives free to heal the brokenhearted. And a lot of times I used to say, that's got to be somebody, not me. That's somebody that's really had it rough or whatever. We all, we I mean, that's what you hear in the boot camps and the talks. Every one of us has our story of brokenness. It's on the stage. Everybody in the in the audience has their own brokenness. And that's the way God does it. That's how we help fix each other is talk about our brokenness to one another. And I think it was all that, that buildup of us sharing from the stage. But more as more than that is everybody sharing individually, like when you were talking about how guys were bonding and taking pictures together. Nobody told them to do that. They did it because they chose to and they wanted to, and that's where their hearts were. Mm-hmm. Jim, what about you? <laughs> well, I was sorry I passed the mic to Danny because that was my choice too as a listening prayer. But there was one highlight for me is watching this was a man he wasn't even there for the whole boot camp he just came for saturday and thing after there there were like four maybe five things and wayne was part of that group too and every time something was said it looked like he'd been punched to the gut he was jumping and yeah, it wasn't even a punch to the gut. It was like a shock that that God would really be talking to him right yeah. then and there. It I mean, was, it, it was, he was amazed. Uh, it was it really touched him. Um, I am pretty sure he will come back to a boot camp. But beloved brother, and it was the weird the the words were even the name was kind of weird, and it worked out that they were very specific for his situation. That was real joy to see for me. Robbie, what about you? What's your favorite uh, memory from boot camp? Well, on a very personal note, you know, in my own Covenant of Silence time, I, I was, it was funny because Andy take took part in this. I went went out there and I was like, God was like, I want to show you something, and so I thought He wanted me to get up and walk and show me something, and so I go through that covenant, don't see it. The next one I come. And he says, I want to show you something. And there is a daggum watermelon plant in this, the rocks that are there in the amplifier. So it's a really gravel thing. And this, somebody must have spit a watermelon seed. And this watermelon did not know it wasn't supposed to grow where it was planted. And so right at my feet is this watermelon showing me clearly there could be fruit if you grow where you're planted. Thank you, Robbie. And we do have a boot camp coming up, if I haven't said it three times now already, but it's write the dates down. It's March 31st through April 3rd, 2022. We want to have you there. Go to the register at the website now if you'd like, and we'll talk with you next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, spend some time just celebrating time with God this week. This is the Truth Network.